0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Job, a new series on the roadmap from auto finance news that brings on an executive team from the auto finance industry to discuss what they have learned throughout their career and strategies they employ to be a strong leader within their organization. I'm Riley Wolfbauer, and today I'm joined by Executive Vice President and Managing Director of Freedom Road Financial, Tom Collins. Tom, thank you for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Riley, thanks for having me. Um, it's um, appropriate to do the interview with the, uh, the day after Labor Day, talk
0: about uh, talk about the job. So um, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, for sure. So let's start a little bit with career background and what you love about the industry. So my first question for you is sure. how'd you get into power sports and what has made you stick around the industry for so long?
1: Yeah, you know, um, like like many um, in this industry that we've made careers out of out of the power sports, it was because I had a love um, and a passion uh, for the sport and and, and for the lifestyle. Um, so I was from, from a young age, I've had motorcycles, um, rode motorcycles, and I was working at a bank um, doing mostly lending, mostly auto lending, And um, I I approached the boss about uh, uh, doing motorcycle lending. And um, this was many, many years ago. Bikers, you know, motorcyclists didn't have uh, a little bit of a rougher reputation. In fact, um, he kind of made his point be known when he said to me, um, you know, uh, how he felt about my new business proposal was when he said, uh, uh, what's the one thing a Hoover vacuum cleaner and a motorcycle have in common? And he's like, uh, a dirt bag sits on top of both of them. So that was the first time I heard that joke. And that kind of cut a little hard for me because at the time I owned a 1200 Sportster, which uh, he didn't know anything about. But I took him on a field trip to a Harley dealer outside Chicago. He met the owner, um, some of the customers, and he he finally gave me a green light. And um, and uh, I was doing, doing it kind of on the side with the main business, but I, I wanted to do it full time. And uh, Harley-Davidson Financial Services uh, came calling, and and that was an opportunity to do this uh, do this thing full time with the uh, with uh, power sports. And so I uh, I left the debt for ten years, um, and then the opportunity to start Freedom Road came along. A friend of mine had started a bank. He wanted a, a bank with a niche, and power sports was going to be that niche. So um, we fired up Freedom Road, and we're going into our seventeenth uh, year. This is our seventeenth year in business.
0: Awesome. Okay, I've uh, I've never heard that joke before. That's a new one yeah.
1: to me too. <laughs> yeah, you know, Riley, I, I will tell you though, the problem getting into this business and being that you love it and have a passion for it, um, and I've spoken to dealer principals about this and they have the same problem. You know, we got into the business because we love it, we have enthusiasm for it, but we end up riding motorcycles um, less than we ever did before. Um, it's, uh, very frustrating. I currently have six motorcycles that are melting into my garage floor. Um, actually five, one of them, I moved into the foyer of my living room. So I can, I can at least look at that. Um, but you know, it's especially an issue for me living in a cold weather state where, you know, the riding season, you know, is about as long as the lifespan of a mayfly, so by the time you know you slow down, because um, you know motorcycles kind of seasonal. By the time you slow down, it's it's too late to ride. So um, that's the only frustrating part is I ride less than I ever used to, and I got to figure out how to change that.
0: Well, I hope you got out over the the long Labor Day weekend. I especially did Especially since there was some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is a lesson or two that you learned early in your career that you still carry to this day? Like, what have you learned from being in this business?
1: Well, I mean, being in this business in particular, it's like um, sometimes it it does become a job and just forget about, you know, we forget about how much fun it really is. And and for us approving people on loans, um, you know, we're making, you know, dreams come true. You know, I mean, we're just really. Um, so you don't want to lose that excitement because for the person on the other end that you don't see what the dealer sees is um, it's a big day for them. You know, it's a, a day they'll never forget. Um, and that's whether you're a novice rider, just new to the sport or a seasoned veteran and have bought many bikes before. So, you know, from someone who's who's owned a lot of bikes and still has a lot of bikes, it's it's every time you, buy, you get a bike, doesn't matter. You know, it's a special day. You don't forget that day. Um, so that's from 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 being in this business. But. I say early, early on in my career, very early. Um, it was, it was really simple stuff like be organized, take good notes, um, you know, write things down. I was fresh out of college. I made some, um, you know, mistakes. Uh, you know, I remember working in a branch and, and I was supposed to cover a shift at a different branch and I completely forgot about it. And, um, yeah, I let someone down, and uh, a head teller took me aside and said, "Hey, this is what you got to do. You got to get a day planner. I know it sounds goofy in today's world of iPhones and stuff, but back then they didn't exist, of course. And and write things down. Be organized. So, um, so that's what what I do. That's one of the early lessons I learned. Um, you know, you know when when actions become automatic." When it's innate, you know, it's sort of like the the um, muscle memory for for an athlete. You know, uh, you're going to you're going to results are going to be good. It's going to be better consistency. You're not going to make those mistakes. So I, I took that from you know early, early on in my career and still carry it forward today.
0: Yeah, when I was when I was in college, I hated taking notes for classes. But ever since I've started a full time career, I take notes on everything. So I've definitely yeah. definitely found the importance on that. <laughs>
1: It is true, yes. A simple a simple thing,
0: but so, so crucial, I think. So what would you say has been the best moment of your career? And how is it something that you learned from to make yourself better? Or just maybe it was a proof of you've been working at something for a long time and it turned out the way you wanted it to. Like, what is one of those moments for you throughout your career?
1: I think the... The single best moment—I mean, there's been a lot of them, especially in this business. Like I said it's a fun business, and there's lots of cool moments. And every day, something um, happens that's exciting. They're fun, um, whether it be an interaction with the customer, a dealer, a note from a customer, a coworker. Um, but the one th- one of the things that stands out was probably when we, you know, opened up Freedom Road. We hung out our shingle, you know, saying that we're open for business. Um, and to see that first um, retail application loan, credit application come through for someone purchasing a motorcycle, um, me and the team, uh, you know, remember that day very well. It was pretty exciting to say, okay, hey, all the hard work we put in behind the scenes before we opened our doors, like I said, hung out our shingle, um, here's, the, here's the first uh, first application we're off and running. Um, so uh, that was a pretty pretty exciting moment. And um, you know, one that was um, a lot of hard work, and and had a lot of satisfaction in that very in that very day. It was very exciting.
0: So now that you talked about a best moment, um, what would you say has been a worst moment in your career, or a big mistake that you made that you learned from? I know you already touched on one, but is there is there another one that comes to mind? Well, the the worst moment.
1: I've made plenty of mistakes, but as far as like overall, the the worst moment was um, not long after we started up the 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 company and the euphoria from being a startup and and starting down our our journey and our path to hopefully you know success uh, was you know and building something that uh, was solid. You know, uh, long came the great recession, and it, so we we did our first loan in 07. And then the Great Recession hit 08, so it wasn't too much longer before um, we were fighting for our lives, and and of course the Great Recession threatened to tear down everything that we had built uh, up until that point. Uh, so that was that was a, a worse worst moment. Um, you know we were losing money, um, and losing a lot of it. Um, and you know we have a bank, we're a bank charter, uh, and you know things with banks. Uh, you know is our main regulator the FDIC. Uh, They really don't let you lose uh, uh, money for very long um, as a bank before they come in and shut you down. So uh, that was a tough time, but, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. And and that time passed. We just found ourselves in a bad situation, partly of our own making. Um, You know, that that gets into some of some of the mistakes we may have made uh, or that I may have made uh, when we started out. But and then part of it was out of our control. It was more macro which is frustrating, but, you know, we we just focused on what we could control and knew that uh, the down cycle wasn't gonna last. And, uh, you know, we came out of it. So, um, came out of it stronger. We had a, and I look back on that time as very stressful time. Um, Actually, I used to smoke and then I started smoking again (laughs) during that time. Uh, I've quit uh, uh, shortly thereafter and been been cigarette free since, so that's cool. but it, it carries with us today, so it was a bad time, but it carries with us today from the standpoint of uh, we have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. We, you know, we, we're we uh, a little bit of paranoia, uh, a little bit of thoughts about, well, th- these people are smarter than us. These people are better than us. They They have more resources. They have more money. And, you know, the only thing that we can do, which we saw during the Great Recession, is work hard. Focus on what we can control. We had a, you know, internal focus of control, you know, sort of focus on what we can control. Work hard, work harder than anyone else, and 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 we'll be we'll be okay. And you know, I think those words, you know, you think about just said, and back to that time frame, we're in a similar situation today, right? Where we're at the premises of the most anticipated recession in human history. I think I don't you know, are, are we in a recession? Has it happened? Um, is it going to be a soft landing, hard landing? Are we going to skip a recession? Who knows? We, you know, That's all they've been talking about for last year. Um, so, again, a lot of things we can't control, um, but what we can control, uh, we're going to work hard at, and uh, I, I think we'll be fine. You know, we've been through this um, uh, once before, and, and uh, we'll come through whatever's coming down the pike as well um, later this year or next year, whenever.
0: Now I want to shift over a little bit to um, how you try to lead and how you try to carry yourself um, in your position at Freedom Road. So my first question for you is, how do you aim to lead your team day in and day out?
1: Okay, yeah, good question. Um, Well, I would say myself and all the managers, we all have paddles and we all get in that boat and we roll like everyone else. All right, So I know that, you know, we need to spend time focusing on, you know, vision, strategy, analysis, uh, reporting metrics, etc. All those things that quote unquote, you know, managers do. Um, but when the team needs help and we're all team, you know, we're right in we're right in the boat rowing with them and they see that, and that's huge. Um, and it really goes back to our startup days. Um Where it was a very small operation, it was, you know, it's like, you know, operation bootstrap. Everyone did everything. And you did whatever it took. Um, You know, we had a small team and we didn't, we weren't making money. We were just startups. We didn't have cleaning service. We had a small office. I didn't feel like I could tell people, hey, I need you to take out the garbage or clean the bathroom. So guess what? I did that. You know, so I I would clean the bathrooms and scrub the toilets and take out the garbage. And people are still with us, saw that and saw that, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're all part of this team. We're all going to work. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to row the boat just like you are. And so they'll see, you know, they'll see me or they'll see our managers jump in and answer phone. They'll see us in the queue working deals when it's really busy. It's a peaky business, right? So it's super, super busy at times, especially on Saturday. And then, on um, you know, it slows down on, you know, Sunday, Monday is not as busy. But, um, you know, in order to handle the volume and give the service levels that we're committed to, everyone has to pitch in at times and, and row the boat. And that's what we do.
0: When leading your team, how do you ensure that the company's goals are aligned from top to bottom and that everybody on your team is on the same page?
1: It's really about service the goal everyone knows well first of all everyone kind of knows we have different departments you know if you look at our business at least in the operations side uh you, you know you've got underwriting funding titles customer service collection throwing sales and marketing um but they're all separate distinct part uh, departments and they all do crucial jobs um but everyone knows how everyone's job and what they're doing impacts the other so uh for instance, an underwriter knows if if they're sloppy with their underwriting, put on a bad loan that you know it's going to roll down in the collection department. and They're going to have to try and collect an uncollectible loan. You know, um, so everyone knows how their job impacts everyone else's. We're cognizant of that, but what it, but really what we're focused on, and, and we have certain you know metrics uh, that um, that we're measuring as far as um, you know. Uh, DQ losses, you know, uh, banning rates, callback times, that kind of stuff. But it's really a focus on the customer, the dealer, and our OEM partners. So we ensure that all the goals are lined up by being focused on great service to our customers and to our dealers. Everyone knows that that is the most important thing to me, and that is the thing that uh, is our competitive strength, I feel. And it separates us. A dealer can call us up. They can talk to us. They can talk about a deal, um, and we welcome those conversations.
0: Is there a certain way you try to carry yourself, or a mindset you try to keep in your approach to the job every day? Especially since you're talking about how it's a demanding job, and how does that affect your team overall?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's um, one thing, no ego. Although, if if you talk talk to my wife and people that know me well they, they might have laughed at that statement but i okay so maybe we'll say suppress your ego um <laughs> and um so you know that's that's what, what what i what i try to do um and certainly i do do this there's no no pride in authorship um you know i, I love what i do i'm fortunate to be, have have had this opportunity and 17 years in still love going to work you know working every day um but I, I think with the with the staff and my colleagues, um, they don't need my permission to improve processes or change things, you know. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I'll remember how things were done. We're a bigger company now. And uh, I like, well, when did this process change? And they're like, oh, that was like a year ago. We did this, this, and this, and it's much better than I would have done. You know, it's it's better than the process that I had in place or that I helped implement. And so, I, what I, that's what I love is that the, uh, the, my colleagues and, and employees, you know, the whole team is um, looking at how to do things better. They don't need my input. They don't need my permission, and they change it to make it better. And and uh, and I I think that's that's great. You know, I used to. Um, Um back in the day I used to answer the, you know, I said we bootstrapped and we did everything. I used to answer phone calls, dealers would call. Um, and I still I told you today, you know, that um we still have that row of the boat mentality, jump in and answer the phone. I don't really answer the phone anymore. Um, just because the dealers would be like, Tom, you're answering the phone. You know, they think I'm having problems. problem. what what are you doing to answer the phone? Um, so I don't really answer the phone anymore, but I so, so many dealers have my my cell phone, they reach out to me, text me, whatever. And they'll ask me a question, or call me and ask me about something, a little detail or whatever. And I'm like, man, you know, I just, I just run the place. I don't know, I don't know the answer to your question. So let me get you someone that can answer your question. Um, I hope that doesn't sound terrible, but you know, it's uh, I'm, you know, focused on some other things. But uh, I, I think it, it's a compliment to to the team, and that they know more about the nuances and the and the. Day to day of the business than I do, and they've improved what they've been given, and uh, it's it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, so there's a little bit of you you not having to be over top of everything, and you give your you give your team the the freedom of making decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if they want to run something by me or bounce something off me, absolutely. Um, But um, you know, they want to run with it, and I'm I'm fine with that as well.
0: Yep. All right, Tom, well, that about does it for today's episode. Um, Thank you for joining me today, and thanks to our audience for joining us on the roadmap. Uh, We'll see you next time and online at autofinancenews.net.
1: Riley, got one more thing for you. We're Spartan fans, so go go green. (laughs) Go white. All right. Take care.